bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchise industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. I'm Angela Cote, your host of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisees, franchisors, and industry leaders who give on the pulse expert advice and share their franchising insights and experiences. Hello, Angela Cote here, and I am excited to be here on behalf of the CFA here today to interview somebody who is just has been such an inspiration to me and has become a good friend. And, and we often refer to her as my little sister, uh, Ruth Agbaji, the CEO and founder of Code Wiz. How are you, Ruth? I am good. I'm good. Super excited to be here and have this conversation with you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy because uh, we definitely like to have fun together and we really align. So I think this is going to be a really fun episode. I'm going to start just um, by, by giving some context for our listeners of my background, just so they know where I'm coming from. And that is just for anybody that doesn't know, I come from the, I come from, that sounds kind of funny, but uh, my upbringing is with M&M food market, family business. Um, my dad is the founder and we grew through franchising over the years to almost 500 locations. And so I, over the years, have learned a lot about franchising and, you know, whether that was being out in the field dressed as Kelly Kebab at grand openings or, you know, running around supporting franchisees and then being a franchisee myself. So it is, it's just such a joy to be able to be here with the CFA, um, representing, you know, the CFA and, and getting to interview amazing franchisors who are doing amazing things as well. So I'm really looking forward to digging in here with you, Ruth. We'll make sure that we get some good takeaways for the audience. And I mean, you and I have done things like this together before, and I know I can guarantee that people will leave feeling inspired and, and like they can do hard things. So uh, here we go. Are you ready to get going, Ruth? Yep. Ready to rock and roll. Okay, no pressure at no all. No pressure, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, speaking of inspiration, we definitely need to start with your backstory. You've had such an amazing journey from Nigeria to the U.S. And I mean, now you've partnered with a Canadian parent company to really amplify your growth and the impact you can make. So let's just start by, you know, you, when you were in Nigeria, how you just tell about how you went from Nigeria and, and made your way to the, to the U.S. It wasn't just a buying a flight ticket and, and off you went. No, it was not. And first of all, I should I should say thank you to the CFA for this um, opportunity. I'm really excited to be here. And, you know, I feel like I'm half Canadian and half American at this point. So this is really awesome. Okay. So yeah, so I, I grew up in northern Nigeria, where, you know, there was a lot of religious crisis and we were middle class but middle class at that time also meant you know super poor and so we were constantly um, living without electricity we were constantly having to walk miles to walk to fetch water and you know how you see it on the tv where you balance a bucket on your head and you have two in your hands that's literally the life that i lived that's crazy um, for a while. I know. I know. I, I tell my daughter now, I'm like, yeah, I fetch water in my hand. And she's like, what? So it's something she can't even imagine right now because she was born here. But um, going through all of that, I, I think I've always, I always felt, even from a young age, that, you know, there's got to be more to life than this. Like this, especially the fact where we had to be running for our lives, like it just didn't seem right, you know, and I just always felt like there could I could be more and I could do more and that's kind of like the mantra of my life even even up till now, and so um, got into college and a lot of things just seemed like a, um, a lot of random events. So somebody randomly mentioned the word ASP.net to me. And, and this was at a time where I was in my fourth year of college. I was studying for an electrical engineering degree. And we were, the way it was set up, and it's a third world country, so obviously they have issues, but I felt like I wasn't learning much because a lot of the knowledge that we were being taught was very theoretical. And when you go to have a lab, you would have one piece of equipment dedicated to like 50 people. And then the boys, you know, electrical engineering, 
it's a very male-dominated field. And so the boys would be like, yeah, you girls just stay on the sidelines. Let, let's get this done. And, you know, you go figure out yourself later. So I always felt like I wasn't learning much. And so there was that yearning to to want to, I, I knew that I was smart and I could be more, but there was just not that opportunity to be able to see that being expressed. And so somebody randomly mentioned ASP.net and I'm like, huh, something just clicked for me. And so I went to, to look at it. I went to the Internet Cafe because Internet was not readily available at that time. And I was like, holy moly, OK, I can do this. All I need is a laptop and I can learn how to code. I can teach myself how to code and I can see that practical application of knowledge that I have. So I got really excited by that. And around the same time too, my mom um, got a laptop from a, a grant at work. And so all the stars kind of just started to align for us, for me. And so I started to learn, um, I started to attempt to learn to program. And the first big hurdle was downloading the software that I needed to learn how to program. And that took three weeks, believe it or not. I know it's very hard to imagine on this side of the world that a download would take three weeks, but it did. Wow. And it often involved me staying up because the internet would work best at night. So I had to stay up between 3 a.m. and like 5 a.m. so that things would get downloaded. But anyhow, that's, that's a really long part of the story. I did eventually get it done and then I started um, working through it. And one of the things that I've also, I think it's just a personality trait. I just do tend to dive into things. It's much bigger than me. It's usually when I dive in, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a lot bigger than I thought <laughs> it would be. And so I, I decided that I wanted to create this big project for my department because one of the challenges that our faculty was having was that you would have one faculty to like a thousand kids. And, you know, it was just people were burning out. There were no TAs. So the whole um, testing system was just broken. And so I wanted to fix that with my project. And so I started to do that very, very quickly, ran into errors and mistakes. If you've ever tried to code, you know what that looks like. Uh, but I didn't want to give up. I, I felt like, you know, I've always wanted to get out. This might be my ticket out. I cannot give up. I have to to keep going and I have to be resourceful and find a way to fix this problem. So I just randomly Googled the, the problem as all awesome software engineers do. Our first step is to Google the problem. And so I Googled it and there was a guy who had written a blog post about something similar and it didn't quite address my problem. Uh, but I was like, you know what? It costs me nothing to email him and in the worst case, he just won't respond to me. And so I did that and lo and behold, he responded and he mentored me over email over like the next six months or so. And that really accelerated my learning um, how to code. It helped me to finish my project. And then it was at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to apply to colleges outside Nigeria to see if I could get a scholarship because I knew that my parents could not afford to send me outside the country. And so learning how to code was the basis of all those you know personal statements that you have to write i described my story my passion for coding and the length i had gone through to learn to teach myself how to code and i applied all over the world and i got one scholarship uh, opportunity from tufts university and that's how i came to the us and i never looked back oh man i i it's i've heard your story so many times and i still get chills i think i got chills five times <laughs> when I just heard that story. Like, it's just so incredible, Ruth. And it's, it's so interesting. You believed in yourself. You believed that you could do it. Some that was in you somehow. And I know that now you're, you're using that to, to help others do that, feel that same way. Right. Like when, you know, I know, you know, you taught me that Nigerians are humble by nature. <laughs> and, you know, I know when we first started working together, you were like, I, I, I feel really uncomfortable, you know, putting myself out there and it, it's not, it feels not right. And, and it was like, at some point though, I think you felt the switch of if I, if I show others that I could go from that to where I am now, I can inspire others. So I've definitely seen in the last few years, you really ramp up that your, your level of like tactful assertiveness to, 
you know, to, to, for the, for the right reasons and to you know, shine a light on what you're doing to achieve your goals and, and attract the right people. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of times in that story that, you know, things just kind of the stars were lining up. Well, it's, I think you, you meant it, you, you attracted people in and you saw opportunities and you took it. Like, I think some people, those opportunities are there and they maybe see them and then they're just too scared and they don't do it, but you know, you took those opportunities. So I'd like to just hear your thoughts on this. I need to be humble by nature or I naturally am. And now you're still humble, but you know, you've, you've grown to feel more comfortable putting yourself out there. Do you, th- you know, why has that been important for you to have that, that shift? Yeah. So I should actually correct that um, impression that um, Nigerians are humble. I think it is, is where I grew up. I grew up in a super conservative area of Nigeria where Yes, it is a virtue to be humble and not brag about yourself. You literally have to wait on people to brag on you. Uh, bragging on yourself was just typically frowned on. But there are some people that are like, oh, yeah, they're the showstoppers. Um, they are not humble at all. So I just wanted to correct that. Uh, but yes, that, that was the upbringing that I had. You know, is you, you don't talk about yourself. You just let people talk about you. And coming to the U.S., that was a huge cultural shift for me. Um, seeing people, you know, talk about, oh yeah, I did this and I accomplished this and I did that. It, you know, for me, it was just like, oh, how can they talk like that? You know, they're so prideful. Um, but it really was just a cultural thing. And and I do have to say, you know, meeting like you, you know, you really helped me with that mindset shift of. It's, it's not so much about, you know, just talking about yourself all the time and wanting people to look at you. It's really about look at me to see what I have done. And if I could do this, you can as well. Like, at least for a lot of people on this side of the world, they have a lot more going for them than I did back back home and so i'm often you know i'm often looking at people i'm like man you don't there's so much potential here there's so much opportunity here if only you would jump in and seize those opportunities right you could be achieving you know your dreams you could be doing all the things that you imagined yourself doing but i find that people are often you know, limiting themselves. Yeah, I'm too, you know, I'm too this, I'm too, I'm too young. I'm too, you know, it's a male dominated field. Nobody's going to listen to me. Or there's always, there will always be that one excuse that you can hang on to. And so for me, that mindset shift was just being able to say, hey, look at me, look at me. Um, here's how awesome I am doing. You can do the same too. That helped me to overcome it because I'm like, okay, I'm not saying look at me, look at me so you can praise me. I'm saying look at me, look at me so you can also go and achieve the things that you don't think you can achieve. I love it. Like, I, oh, I just, <laughs> awesome. I feel like we could like stop the podcast now and people will be inspired. And like, I'm, I just keep getting chills. Um, so, cause, cause I like to say that I believe that being a leader is, that people see your actions and your role modeling mm-hmm. actions that they can emulate or, or, or copy or whatever, so that they can have the same happiness results and su- success or whatever it is they're, they're looking for. So that's awesome. And the other thing I wanted to say that um, you seem to naturally just get, and I don't even know if you've heard me say this expression and I, it's not my, I didn't make this up someone I heard it somewhere, but, but the brain can only, it, it freaks out when you have to, when you're going to take that leap of that, what, what happens, we get in that fear mode of, I don't want to do this thing because it's unknown. Right. And it's because the brain can only calculate what it's going to lose no thing there can calculate what it's going to gain. A lot of people get stuck because they just keep thinking about what they're going to, what are the, what they might give up or lose. Like you coming to the U S like it, you know, your brain could have just been so scared to, or even taking the time to do what you did to learn coding and all that. Right. But I think you naturally, you know, you, you, you're not even, you're just like, I know that there's more out there. I, I heard you say that a few times. So that's awesome. Okay. I, sorry. I had to, no, <laughs> but we're going to move on to a next question here. So I'd like to know what fuels you through your challenges. So, you know, making your way to North America, figuring out how to franchise your business as a, a young female wife and mother of two young kids, Nigerian woman, you know, what are some things or what is it that fuels you 
through when you're in the challenges, what do you, what fuels you in that moment? Maybe it's a thought or maybe it's someone or an action or how do you get through that? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think for me, a lot of times I try not to overthink things. I just try to hyper-focus on the goal. Like I know that there's a goal, that's where I wanna be. And I understand that there'll be challenges that will come. And it, what, what then happens is you just don't know what kind of challenges will come. But it, just preparing yourself from the onset, uh, and this is what I try to do is, there's going to be challenges and this happened with the um, acquisition which we, we haven't quite talked about yet but i know like okay by getting acquired by uh, claire summit group and to your doctor that's the goal and whatever is going to happen you know between now and hitting that goal i'm just going to get through it right i once i get to that point i will figure it out and it will be hard sometimes it will be easier than i anticipate sometimes but just keeping my mind and keeping myself hyper-focused on where I'm getting to really helps me to navigate all of the obstacles. That, and then also understanding, and not kidding yourself, that it's all gonna be smooth. Understanding that there are going to be challenges. No matter, the best laid plans always have challenges, right? Things things go wrong, things change. COVID, look at COVID, right? Yeah. Who, whoever anticipated that? Uh, but just keeping your, my mind hyper-focused on the goal I think is what really gets me through it. So when I'm down in the dumps and, you know, like I've had uh, the last two weeks for us have been incredibly stressful just with staffing and whatnot. And I'm just like, man, I can't believe I'm having to deal with this. But I'm just like, okay, this is the goal. This is temporary. Pain is temporary. The joy at the end of the goal is going to be permanent. So I'm going to be focusing on that joy that I will be getting when I hit the goal and just deal with the challenges as they come. And I also have to say that you know, being an entrepreneur can be very lonely because not everybody gets it. You know, you, you often have people around you who absolutely love you and want the best for you. But they're like, can't you just stop working? You know, shouldn't you go to bed? I'm like, I'd love to go to bed, but <laughs> you know, th this has to happen. This needs to get done. And sometimes that can be isolating when, when people, um, your family and loved ones around you don't quite get the drive and the, the need to really keep pushing and going and not give up and surrounding yourself with people like you. I think I have found is also helpful. So when you're like running low on energy and you know you're just like man i know that's the goal but i'm just you know discouraged and tired and exhausted but just being in and and that's what you know i'm gonna put a plug for you but that's what your roundtables did for me through the COVID period was you know being around people who are facing the exact same issues and some people even worse and they're just like powering through and you feel energized to knowing that you're not alone and you have this um, group of people that are going through the exact same things as you are. And that's a really long answer to your question. But yeah, those are the kind of things that I try to do. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Did you know that Franchise Canada has a newsletter sent twice a month that's packed full of fresh franchise opportunities? With Franchise Canada e-news, you get new content from Franchise Canada magazine, franchisee success stories, industry news about CFA members, educational videos all about franchising, and you can keep up to date on the newest episodes of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast that you're listening to right now. Plus, by subscribing to Franchise Canada e-news, you get a free subscription to Franchise Canada magazine. Subscribe now at FranchiseCanada.online. Now, back to the podcast episode you are enjoying. Yeah. I feel like I, I heard three takeaways oh, three. from that. Yeah. I got, I think I got three. <laughs> I got focusing on the goal, being really clear on what your goal is and really remembering when it gets tough. I'm doing this because of this goal. Mm -hmm. So this, you know, the audience here is a wide range of, you know, probably franchisors might be listening, but franchisees or prospective franchisees that are listening and to, to understand no matter what it is, if you know what you want to do, what's your goal? So I heard that you're really clear on that. And I, I didn't always know what my goal was. And I've had like coaches and mentors that helped me get clear on that. And, and it's, it's helped me immensely. So that's a key takeaway. Also, mm -hmm. 
you know, my line that I stole from, from Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable. Yes. And I'm hearing that's, that's coming out loud and clear from what you're saying. You know, that when things will happen, you will figure it out. Mm-hmm. It is so empowering when you believe that and, and you do believe that. And, and I believe that. And I mean, I even, you know, I have an affirmation that I do every, I do some affirmations in the morning just to like ground myself. And one of them is everything always works out for me. And if you believe, and it sounds like you believe that I'm just pointing that out. And then the third thing was what feels you, I guess, is, is being a lot, like finding those people that, that do make you feel less alone when things get tough. Right. So I totally heard you like loud and clear on the, you know, being an entrepreneur and working hard and I think what's hard for, for people that aren't, and again, this could be even for a franchisee, mm-hmm. someone becoming a, you know, a franchisee, become a business owner when it, it's important for people to around you or to have people that do understand because you're just so passionate because it's your baby. Right. Right. So anyway, so those are the three things that being focused on the goal, trusting that everything will work out or everything's figure outable and, and knowing where to go for support. Uh, when you're in those times. So that was awesome. Okay. Let's speaking of franchisees, you've got, and we're going to talk about your um, partnering with, with clear summit group shortly here, if we can fit that in, hopefully, uh, which I think we will, but speaking of franchisees, you know, I've, I've been very blessed to be with you in some of the calls with the prospective franchisees and, and people that you're looking, looking to bring to your team. And I think it would be cool to talk about who are you trying to attract as franchisees to partner up with you to grow code whiz. So maybe you want to talk about the, some of the traits that are important to you or the culture at code whiz. And yeah, this is an important question. So take your time. So um, one of the things that I I've learned through my franchising journey and is we are better together and we are stronger together. And, and I really saw this come through during um, when COVID first first hit was everybody just came together and we were all just trying to figure it out. And that's that is one of the beauties of franchising is that, you know, it's many heads in the room figuring out one problem versus when you are a solo um, entrepreneur, which is cool. But, you know, you're on your own for the most part trying to figure things out. And, and that is something that we are fully embracing right now is working very closely with our franchisees to move codeways forward. So we are not taking the approach of, you know, I am right, you're wrong. Anything you do as a franchisee that's, you know, outside the manuals is wrong. Well, yes, we do want you to follow the model, but we are working very closely now to say, hey, what are you hearing? What are you seeing in the in the field? How are things going for you? If you have an idea, let's talk about it and let's see if that idea can help another franchisee or it can move the business forward together. So I say all of that to, to say that the culture at CodeWiz is one of collaboration where we're all collaborating to move CodeWiz forward, right? It's not, um, well, it's her brand, well, it's her business, it's our business. You know, if you are successful, we're all successful. If I'm successful, you know, we're all successful. And that's really the culture that we're trying to push right now. And so for um, our franchise partners who are coming in, we, we really want somebody who thrives in the culture like that, where you're happy to work together with people, you're entrepreneurial, you're entrepreneurial. Is that correct? Entrepreneurial minded? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We we know what you mean. I'm not going to try to figure that one out. Entrepreneurially. (laughs) Maybe somebody will put in the LinkedIn comments. Nope, you're wrong. Uh, But but yeah, somebody who is entrepreneurial, right? You're entrepreneurial, but you like to work together with others. So we, you know, we, we would, we wouldn't it wouldn't work well if we have somebody who's super entrepreneurial but just wants to go off and do their own thing if you're entrepreneurial and you're willing to work with a group of others to move the business forward then uh code is a great place for you another thing is somebody who sees impacting the next generation as part of their ROI. And everybody has their why for why they want to start a business. Everybody has, you know, the reason some, and for some people it's purely financial, which is totally fine. Um, For some others, it's more than just financial. It's about impact, about leaving a legacy. And so we 
for us, we really love franchise partners that see um, making an impact as part of their ROI. Because the truth is that we are touching kids' lives in so, in more ways than we even understand. You know, we, we, we hear some stories, but the truth is we'll never hear most of the stories of how much of an impact we're making. And when you hear some of the stories, like um, a parent came in and was was crying because she said, you know, her son has finally found his tribe. Like this is a kid who has been ostracized at school, doesn't have friends because he's always geeking out on, on, you know, CPU speed and things like that. And then he comes to CodeWiz and he and the coach are just going back and forth about, you know, even things that honestly, I don't even know. Like they're just like really into it. And the mom's just like, I'm just so happy he's found a place. And other stories, people would would say, you know, uh, the, the the child didn't want to do have anything to do with coding, but they took a class, and now the child has declared that they're going to be a software engineer. Or when we did a field trip to Google, and one young lady was like, "I'm so inspired by all the other ladies that I saw as engineers, I'm making it my life goal." And this is a nine year old. I'm making it my life goal to work at Google. You know, these are just some of the stories that we hear. And then even from the coaches, and I'm sorry, I'm good up on a tangent, but I, this this thing makes me really happy for, for the coaches, like that we had a high schooler who worked with us and she says she chose her major bioengineering because she enjoyed working with kids so much when she was at CodeWiz that she now wants to make heart devices for kids when she grows up. So there's a lot of impact that our franchise partners can make on kids and, and their community. And having that be something that fills you up, that makes you happy is 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 an ideal trait for, for us. And then obviously, you know, it's it's not a nonprofit organization. We do want you to make money. We do want you to be able to hit those financial goals that you've set for yourself. And that comes with some level of business acumen and willingness to put yourself out there in the community and all of that. So I would say those are our top three, I don't know if I said three or four now at this point, but those will be our top traits um, for, for franchise partners. That's amazing. I I'm, I'm loving the, like, there's a, it's very purpose driven, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. And you've, you're, you're so focused on making an impact and purpose. And I think I'm going to skip to a question I was going to ask you a bit later, but I think this is, um, I didn't really ask you, you know, we didn't really get into like why you started code Wiz. So we can maybe sort of tie in why coding is so important, you know, as an education for children and, and, and anyone really, I'm learning more and more about it just by being connected to you. I guess my, my question is, what is your big vision for Code Wiz? And you know, where do you where do you see yourself with it? And well, start with that. What is your big vision for for Code Wiz? So I, I never really had like a I don't know if you call it a mission or a vision statement where you have like a numeric number of the kids that you want to impact. Uh, but after after we got the acquisition with Tutor Doctor and CSG was final, uh, my daughter, she's eight years old, she was writing, she was making me a card uh, to congratulate me. And she said, congratulations, mom, and so on and so forth. I can't wait for CodeWiz to reach 1 billion kids. I'm like, boom, that's it. That is our <laughs> vision statement, I think, whatever it's called. That is the number that we're going to reach. And it seems insurmountable. It seems like a lot of kids. I think that's like half the population of kids in the world, but anything and everything is possible. So I am running with that. I believe that every child has an inner genius in them that's just waiting to be unlocked, whether that's through coding or math or robotics, whatever that is, everybody has some form of genius in them. And for me, um, you know, I always believe that I, I had that genius in me. I just didn't know what it was, you know? And so going through college, I was trying to figure it out. And then it turned out that coding was that thing for me and unlocking that genius has brought me to where I am today. Right. And so I believe that 
everybody has that. And so I am trying to empower as many kids as I can to unlock that inner genius through coding and robotics. And the goal is 1 billion kids. Lord, help us. <laughs> I love it. Well, you just said it like on a podcast. So now it's really official. It is so. official now. <laughs> This is awesome. Okay. So I think that's a perfect segue then into your partnership with Clear Summit Group. So I'm just going to clarify for the audience because they probably may or may not uh, recognize the name because Clear, Clear Summit Group is the parent company of seven brands. I believe it's seven brands and uh, of which Tudor Doctor is one of them, which is an amazing company and has over I think over about 400 franchisees with overall something like 700 locations, some multi-unit franchisees globally. So, you know, very um, established and and well-run company uh, owned by Clear Summit Group. And I know that you were approached by them and the idea was, you know, tutoring and, and coding really go hand in hand. You probably can speak better to that than I can. But in doing this, you know, you were partnering and I'm just thinking about your big goal. I'm kind of guessing this has something to do with it, but I'll let you speak to it. You know, why did you, what led you to the decision to join forces with Clear Summit Group um, or CSG as, as it is sometimes called? And, and what does this, well, let's start there. What, what led you to making that decision? Yeah. Okay. So um, as I said earlier, one of the things that I do really, really well is to jump into stuff and then be like, wow, okay, this is bigger than me. And, um, and, and I believe, honestly, that, and I, I, think, I don't know if it's an African proverb, I think it's an African proverb where it says, you know, if you wanna walk one mile, go alone. If you wanna walk 10 miles, go with people or some, something, something along those lines. And I truly believe that. Um, and so, when I started to see the potential that CodeWiz had, my originally when I started CodeWiz, my my big hairy audacious goal at that time was, oh my God, I'm gonna have five locations in Massachusetts, and I would feel accomplished and fulfilled. And you know, life happened, and I was not able to open more corporate centers, but I could see the demand. I could see what our competitors were doing. And, you know, I I just had this conversation with myself is, you know, if you really, if you really want to become a household name, I mean, we didn't have that 1 billion numeric number at that time, but I did know that I wanted to become a household name, you know, kind of like in the after school space where you say Kumon and everybody knows what you're talking about, right? Um, So I knew that that's where I wanted to be. And and when I sat down and I, I looked at it, I'm like, okay. I know that because I can be hyper-focused on my goal and I'll just keep knocking things out of the way until I get there. I know that I can do this on my own if I wanted to, but this might be a whole lot faster and a whole lot easier if I partner with the right people. And, and, And then, you know, with as many as with many of us, COVID brought into focus what th- what things that were really important to us, you know, and and things that you know you start to to reflect and be like, what what are some of the things that have given up for this business, and what are the things that maybe I need to change? And one of the things for me was just I just needed to spend more time with my family. I was really really busy, like dawn to more than dawn to dusk, like almost more like 14 hour days, just working, working, working. And my kids are young, you know, they're eight and five. My son is special needs. So he does require a lot more attention. And so that was also something that factored that I factored into my decision is um, I would have to keep sacrificing more and more and more time with my family if I wanted to do this on my own, or I could partner, get some time back in my day to be able to really hang out with my people, but then still get to where I need to be. And that really was the foundation of my decision. And there were, there were a couple of opportunities, but I really liked Claire Summit Group. One, because you knew them, Angela, and you worked with them and you really liked them. That was important to me. But I also just in conversations with them, 
I loved their their values. I loved that they were also very purpose driven. Um, you know, it's not in the end, it's their business people, but it's not all about the money, right? It's it's a whole lot more than that. And I think one of the other things too that really I really loved about them, or I really do love about them, is that they are betting on you, the founder. You know, it's like we like you. And we are going to put all these resources behind you because we believe that you can do this. And that is so empowering for someone to say, look, listen, I don't know you that well, but from what I know, I think you're awesome. And I believe in you and I'm gonna support you. That is that is huge, especially, okay, this is answering another question, but I'll keep going. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> especially when you come from, the tech world where it's very male dominated and you have to kind of like fight your way to the top and claw your way and you know do all sorts of things to to get promoted and things like that and where you are also an immigrant and a woman of color and where you traditionally have to not traditionally but typically have to fight for things and fight to be recognized and fight to be taken seriously then you have this company saying, girl, we believe in you and we're going to put all these resources behind you. That is that was huge. That was huge for me. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. So, yeah, that's that's some of the thinking behind uh, why I chose to do this. That's that's awesome. I think that the you know, the alignment of core values, the purpose is just, I can, you can feel it. And just in, in hearing, in hear it in your voice and feel it. And again, I got more chills. I almost started to cry again. <laughs> um, so, and just what does, how, how does this impact your franchisees being a part of this bigger company? I'm sure, I'm sure that, you know, that could have been a little bit of a anxiety for them. Well, what, are we still going to be with Ruth? Where is, is Ruth going to go away? Yeah. Sure, we all know, like, it, you know, it is you that people are drawn to right now in the business. I hope it always is. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So how did your franchisees react? How to, and well, more, more importantly, I should say, how, how does this impact your current franchisees and new ones coming in? Yeah. So that was one of the first, when I was telling, sharing the news with the franchisees, that was one of the first questions like, wait, are you yeah. leaving? <laughs> I'm like, nope, nope. It's, it's cold wins till I die. But I, I, I think that was also another thing um, that I probably should have mentioned earlier is the impact on the franchisees, uh, both current and future, is, is massive because franchising, what I'm learning is it's really all about helping your franchisees to be successful. You can bring in, if you want, you can bring in a ton of franchisees, but then in the end, if your franchisees are not successful, if they're not happy, then you really have nothing. You know, like if everybody walks away, you have nothing. And so making sure that they're profitable, making sure that they're hitting the goals that they've set for themselves is, um, is a huge part of, um, of franchising. And I've always known this. And when 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 I started franchising, one of the reasons people a lot of times I do get asked, oh, how come you have you know seven units, whereas your competitors have you know 100, 200, 300? And I always say that I wanted to only take on as many as I could support, because if if I take in you know everybody that has a check and they're not happy then I am not happy. And so I was growing according to our infrastructure. And so now that we now have the 350 pound gorilla of Tudor Doctor behind us, um, we can grow as fast as, you know, cautiously, of course, and bring it on the right partners, but we can grow more quickly than we have been before because now we have a team that is dedicated to supporting our franchisees we have a team that's dedicated to from the day they sign they hold their hand for the first year which is which is hugely impactful you know having somebody who's checking in with you keeping you accountable helping you to brainstorm through your problems like everybody has ops well not everybody but most people say they have ops manuals they have that initial training which is all well and good but there's only so much knowledge that people actually take from training 
into the day-to-day -day business. And so having that person who's with you checking in every week for the first year and making sure that you are hitting the ground flying basically and being profitable, hitting those goals that you've set for yourself, helping you to figure out problems, that is, that's huge for our current franchisees and our future franchisees. So there's a lot of upsides. There's a lot of upsides for, for, for them. And part of it too is, you know, Tutor Doctor, we serve the same demographics, which is why the alignment was so strong. And they figured out a whole lot of things on the marketing side, you know, like, Somebody, somebody said, a broker said to me recently that Tutor Doctor is the king of guerrilla marketing, right? Like they do it so well. And so we have all of that knowledge that we're just literally tapping into right now. You know, where he says, Tutor Doctor, we just put COVID and it literally applies. So there's, and that's helped that franchisees, most of the franchise prospects I talk to always talk about, you know, they're nervous about marketing. And so we have all of that institutional knowledge that we can take and, you know, give it to the new franchise partners and even the current ones to just run with and start to see results very early on. Awesome. I'm going to summarize. Uh, so some of the benefits about really helpful to understand uh, some of the benefits, the faster growth, faster than you can do as, as when you were on your own, the benefit to franchisees of that is the brand building, right? And, and more and, and more franchise company grows, the more resources are there for, for to support franchisees and more, more marketing can happen, all those things. Mm -hmm. So the growth, like the pace of growth, the uh, added levels of support for franchisees that you know you you weren't maybe able to offer as as a smaller independent franchisor. Now you tap into all of that so that they're actually getting really good coaching, and then the expertise and and systems that they have figured out that you get to tap into as well. So that which benefits the franchisees, especially when it comes to like you said, marketing and how yeah. to get customers in the door, quote unquote. So, um, wow. So that's really, really awesome. This has just been so fun and we're not done yet. We're going <laughs> to ask you some more questions, but, uh, very cool to hear about that partnership, uh, with, with clear summit group. And I think, you know, you, you did a lot of work making sure that you guys were aligned. You really had a lot of meetings with them. And, um, so that's, that's how, you know, it's, it's, it's on a good path. Okay. I'm going to ask you now what in terms of, you know, like lessons learned, and this can be broad, some just some of the most, and you've maybe kind of already spoke to them a little bit, but just, I want to ask it this way. So what are some of the most important lessons you've learned through your experience thus far, kind of like from you're in Nigeria to now, what are some of the biggest lessons? I, let's see, I think the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question is one of the things that I have learned is you can only go as far as your mind lets you go. And, and then I can explain that if, if in your mind, you're like, yeah, I can't, I can't be more than this, or I can't go beyond that level, that, that is it for you. But if you, if you give yourself limitless potential and opportunity in your mind, that's the first battle is overcoming challenges in your mind everything else starts to just align and everything you start to um, attract the things that you need, the resources that you need, the people that you need to help you to get to your goal. But the first battle is in your mind. And I think that when I look back to see where I come from and I'm like, man, Ruth, wow. How, how did you know, like, how did you, you didn't even know that this is where you would be. You didn't, and it's just been what, 11 years. You didn't know this is where you would be. You didn't know that you could achieve this much. But in my mind, I had always said, I am, I am unstoppable and I can be anything that I want to be. And so that's just the number one lesson is I find that. And, and then I've also found that I've gone through periods in my life where, you know, things were tough and I'm just like negative mindset. Oh man, this stinks. And truly everything was stinking, right? Like I was making no progress and no growth. But when I changed my mindset, um, things start to move. And and it's kind of funny because your your thing says mindset is everything. And I just noticed that. 
now you get it. <laughs> so for people that are listening and not watching this, I have a, a canvas behind me that says mindset is everything. And I was just thinking, he's just telling me what I'd already know. <laughs> but, but no, it, you make, it makes so much sense. It's, it's so you're, I, that's probably why we align so much, but it's so true. If you, And it kind of goes back to what you said about goals. When you know your goal and you believe you can get there, Right. because you will get through the challenges on the way and you'll find people to support you, then that's the, that was your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that would totally be my number one um, lesson is mindset is everything. Keeping a positive mindset and a can-do mindset of everything is figured out, a figure-outable mindset you know, um, really, really makes a huge difference. And sometimes people feel like it sounds like fluff, but it really does. It really does make a huge difference. And I think the second lesson, again, has to do with people. Because one of the things that I know that I I do well is working by myself. Like I, I'm a workhorse, just tell me, I, if I lay out what I need to do, I will get it done. But really embracing um, a team, embracing mentorship that was also another thing that i struggled with was oh i don't need no mentors i know what i'm doing you know especially in the business like, why is this person telling me to do this this makes no sense but really just embracing that and having an open mindset and and you know just for the listeners angela did not ask me to plug this in for her but i just have to say it because she's one of she's been one of my most impactful mentors is <laughs> you know working with you really opened my mind to a lot of things like a lot of possibilities and the one example i'll give is social media i remember when you're like you gotta put yourself out there ruth and i'm like god no why i, I don't like putting my pictures out there why do i do a video I, like i don't like all these things but you kept pushing me to really get out of my comfort zone and and that has made such a huge difference for 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 me personally and for the business just putting myself out there on social media sharing my story sharing the brand story sharing my goals and the things that i'm hoping for and you know sharing my 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 thoughts on and trying to inspire people that has made such a huge difference to the point where i'm like oh yeah I got this. And now I'm telling people, oh, yeah, you need to put yourself on social media. Yeah. You know, you're not doing a very good job of that. Don't worry about it. I know it's uncomfortable. Just do it. So but that that's so um, I, I guess I, I'm such a storyteller. <laughs> Surrounding yourself with people like a strong team, people that believe in you. Um, shout out to um, Esther and Brenda, who are like the core CodeWiz team right now that put in everything every day. Shout out to them, but just having that strong team and having a strong mentor or a group of mentors, it makes a difference, makes a huge difference. You always think you know everything, but you have blind spots that you're not aware of. And all people around you can help you um, overcome those blind spots. Yeah. And oh, you're saying so many good things that it, the people around you help you see things different or like open your mind like you mm -hmm. said you know um create that space for you to stop and kind of think about things differently um i'm, I'm going to summarize a couple of lessons i heard there so mindset is everything yep. um being careful about your mindset what you believe again the everything is figure outable came up getting out of your comfort zone the value of that and the growth that you've gotten from that and then surrounding yourself with you know the right people and mentors so those are some of the big lessons you've learned i just wanted to say it that way so people can yep really just take it as a takeaway. Take that. Okay. I've got, I'm going to ask you one more question and then, and I like, I, you know, we could, you and I could talk all day, but um, I'm going to ask you one more question. Um, and then I'm going to get you to tell people how they can reach out to you, especially if people are thinking, Oh my goodness, I want to become a franchisee of code Wiz. What's hello. the best? What's that? I said, hello. Yeah, we're right here. So, um, <laughs> We'll tell them how to how to what's the best way to get in touch with you and your team. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll come to that in just a minute. What to wrap up? But just I guess just like final words of wisdom. I guess you just gave a bunch already, but um, mm -hmm. I'm going to say it this way: What words of wisdom can you share with folks who are in your shoes 
you know, whether they're female or person of color or, you know, someone who feels that they face more challenges, maybe they're young, just maybe a little pep talk. What are some inspiring words you could give them to help them take that action? I would say, you know, life, life throws at us different challenges and different things that we have to deal with. And that's just the first thing to just get over is, you know, it's either going to be you're young or you're old or, you know, you're of a different race that maybe is a bit marginalized or you're in a male dominated field as a female or you have a child with special needs. There's always going to be one thing or the other that's going to be wanting to hold you back and pull you down. And I think that's just the first thing we all need to accept that life has challenges some people have more challenges than others but life in general just has challenges but that's not gonna stop you from doing what it is that you feel you are made to do like i think that every one of us was made to do something really special and it may not necessarily some are big and blown out and everybody gets to see it and some some people know you don't get to see their awesomeness and their amazingness but whatever it is that you feel like you were created to do you have everything that it takes within you to make that happen you just need to first of all accept that life has challenges but that you're gonna surmount those challenges you're gonna get over it and you're gonna do everything that you can fix your mindset, surround yourself with people that care, surround yourself with people that believe in you more than you believe in yourself, right? And just get going and take one step at a time. Another thing that happens is that sometimes we look at the, the goal and it just seems so far away, it's overwhelming, but you just have to take one step at a time, just one step at a time. And when you fall down, you get back up, take another step, take another step and just keep going. And before you know it, you would have hit that goal or even surpassed it, right? But it's really about the intentionality of it, believing that you can and actually doing something about it and you will get there. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> you are going far, my friend. And I I hope I get to stay on the journey with you. And I, I hope you don't yeah. forget me when you get even of more. Of course crazy. not. <laughs> You're just incredibly inspiring. And yeah, it's it's so crazy to think that you were, you know, fetching water, yeah. you know, in Nigeria. And then you're here now and you're using your gifts and your superpowers to impact others. Like, like I, just, I think I just had goosebumps this whole, <laughs> like the whole time. So for people that do want to connect with you, I know you, um, you know, whether that's becoming a franchisee, you love to, you, you attract awesome people to you. And so if they, if they want to reach out to you, what's, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you, both maybe um, whether that's you or becoming a franchisee? Yeah, um, LinkedIn is probably my most active social media platform. So folks can always connect with me on LinkedIn. And that's just Ruth Agbaji, uh, probably the only one there. Um, and then you can also email me. My email is ruth at thecodewiz.com. And whether that's just to chat or you are a potential franchise partner, um, I'll, I'll just pass you on to our awesome team that we have. Um, to explore the opportunity. But yeah, you can connect with me directly. I'm always happy to connect and swap stories. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been super fun. And thank you so much, Ruth. Again, thanks to the CFA for, for the opportunity for, for me to guest host and go be awesome. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you, Angela. Thanks for listening. For more franchising resources, including how-to articles, expert advice, franchisee success stories, and franchise opportunities, visit FranchiseCanada.online. Don't forget to subscribe to Franchise Canada e-news while you're there. You can also learn more about franchising at CFA.ca and connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca. Now go be awesome.